jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Mmm. Welcome to uh, Gay Lords of Darkness. <laughs> Did you just eat something that was either <laughs> disgusting or profoundly satisfactory? <sighs> I ate nothing. I realized, I pressed record and realized I had nothing to say. And that's not, you know. Oh. It's not necessarily new for this show, but. <laughs> I was going to say, that's certified never how we start every time. <laughs> no. But I really have nothing. My upfront business is empty this week. Really? Yeah, there's nothing to, nothing to share. You're an empty vessel. I am but an empty vessel waiting to be filled. (laughs) There she is. (laughs) It's Pride Month, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you're bringing kink to Pride. That's right. Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, you know how it is. (laughs) It's the dykes on bikes, and then after them in the parade, there's Stacy and the empty vessels. (laughs) Yeah, it's just me walking down the street. <laughs> Hello. Just occasionally throwing a wave. Yeah. Hi. Why are they all looking at me? <laughs> You're in a parade. <laughs> you don't even have a flow. It's just you. It's just me just literally walking. Walking between no like flag. Wells Fargo and Nexium. <laughs> You're just like in the parade between them. Just walking. And then I just, I'm like, this is so boring. And I just peel off and go to Walgreens. <laughs> Get some toilet paper. I like to have a lot of toilet paper. Look, the pandemic <clears throat> proved me right. We all have toilet TP trauma. Yeah. And I was like, I've been preparing for this my whole life. Wait, what did it prove you right? It, oh, it just enforced that you had, in fact. That there was a shortage and that to stock up is a good thing. Do you also, you typically always keep, kept slash keep a stockpile? A little stockpile. Not yeah. like a closet full, but I mean, you know, I feel like once it gets down to like three rolls, I start to start sweating. Oh, that's a date. <laughs> See, I, I play, I, I fly, well, I, we know I fly a little close to the sun often, but I play a dangerous game and I like to hover until it gets down to the last roll and then I consider buying more. Well, you'll get in trouble someday. You get caught unawares. And that's not an instance where you want to be caught unawares. Have you ever tried bidets? I have not. Oh, Stacy, it'll change your world. Okay. I will take your word for it. Not that I have anything against them. I just don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the details. You know what I mean? Why not? Why don't you want to hear about the 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 caressing stream (laughs) (laughs) launching up at one's uh, nether region? Caressing stream. That sounds. You know what that sounds like to me? Caressing stream sounds like. uh, a compilation album of 70s singers and songwriters. It's Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson, Judy Collins. <laughs> Caressing streams. And then you can stay up to watch the Time Life infomercial at 2 in the morning. Oh. Ooh, is that Caressing Streams? <laughs> yeah, man. 18 songs. I would buy it. I love 70s singers and songwriters. Well, and I love a compilation. I met the children today. I mean, I guess they've got now that's what I call music. Well, that's been around for 20 years. And then the kids bop, I guess, is still around. But are there any um, compilations still? Pure moods? Where's pure moods? I agree with you. Well, it's because people buy things online. So you create your own compilations, I assume. It's Spotify is what it is, right? That's it. It's a playlist. It's a playlist. It's a playlist that you stream 
caressing streams. See, but the circle of life. Yeah. No, I did think about a bidet. I mean, I think a lot of bidets were, the bidet industry must have been like, yeah, fuck yeah, pandemic. Like in the early days when there was all the toilet paper issues. And then like, suddenly everybody was like, let's all get bidets. Let's all learn how to make bread and get bidets. Our fellow shareholders, the day we've been waiting for is finally here. At last! We'll conquer America! <laughs> so today... Right! <laughs> well, yes, today we're discussing horror movies. And, and also, furthermore, but Stacy, how do... How... How is this a horror podcast? And then how are we also included on a horror Blu-ray release by Arrow Video? Don't forget, everyone, this is Countdown. I believe it's next week. As you listen to this next week, this film will be out on Blu-ray. The Initiation of Sarah, the made-for-TV classique starring Shelley Winters, is coming to Arrow Video Blu-ray. And we have a special feature on there. You can purchase that June 21st, but you can pre-order yours right now on the Arrow website. Oh, you're on top of these things. Thank you. Well, today we're talking about a movie that is uh, kind of a favorite of mine. I put it maybe in my top 20. I love this movie. Um, and so I finally forced Anthony to watch it. Horror Express. 1972! I loved this movie. What a joy. It was. So, it's so fun. It's so of a time. It's of a time set in a time of its own as well. Uh, and there is there is DNA in this story that I did not expect. I was surprised. I was surprised to see the DNA results, I'll say. <laughs> I was on Maury and I said, that's the father? <laughs> and I was, I was just so excited. I had no clue. Also, it must be said, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, man. Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing together uh, in a way that we don't get to see them in all the Hammer movies. This movie has it all, as you might guess from the title. There's a train. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, but this movie has sci-fi alien shit. It has a slasher movie set up by way of Agatha Christie. Yes. It has yes. Agatha Christie on a train. It is a monster movie. It is a zombie movie. It is a period film. It is a global threat on a choo-choo train. <laughs> it's got it all. And it's so much of it is so unexpected. It takes so many twists and turns. And it's got some humor and some wicked cool effects. And I just think this movie is so rad. And I really love it. And it's so much fun. Absolutely. I 100% concur. I love that. I hope people who have never seen it watch it because we're doing an yeah. episode. So Yeah, but it's a great, it's it's absolutely a pleasure. I, I just sat down with this and I had the best time. Uh, I love the effects, particularly. I love, I love, there's so many, There. I mean, you see, there's, there's another film that this, I think, influenced or, you know, it was adapting a story that this other film was based on that I'm sure we'll get to. But also, even there's, like, creep show vibes in here. There's, like you said, there's the hammer vibes. And so I love I love getting to dig into those juicy vibes. I also, I, there's something about me that just loves the era of, like, a 60s, 70s, 80s. So I guess it most often happened in the 70s. But an international horror co-production. So, like, this is English, but it's also American, but it's also Spanish. And so there are British actors, but they're dubbed... <laughs> and there are Spanish actors and they're dubbed by American actors. And it's just, it's just a joy. It's a, it's the flavor of this film is joy. It really, it gives monster kid feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1906 Manchuria. Christopher Lee, a mustachioed Christopher Lee, it should be mentioned. He looks good. Yeah, he does. He's so cool. He's just the coolest dude ever. Uh, he's leading an e archaeological expedition, and they find a frozen caveman-type monster ape dude in the ice. That's the, the scientific <laughs> name. <they give> <laughs> That's the classification. Yeah. Uh, they load him up on a Trans-Siberian... Well, before they load him up on the Trans-Siberian Express. Yeah. A thief 
comes along and picks a lock to get a look at it. And he dies. I my brain has stopped. <laughs> I love I could hear it happen like the exact moment it happens. Completely <laughs> just show my brain is smooth. Someone gets a little nosy with the crate and they die. And their eyes are white, they're fully blind. Okay, so this is a big mystery. Mm-hmm. They load the thing onto the train. Christopher Lee is like, no, don't go near it. It's my private business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the train is full of all kinds of characters, as you might expect. We've got um, Dr. Wells, played by Peter Cushing, oh. who, just an angel on Earth, right? Absolutely. Well, we have a countess, an account. Oh, anytime there's a countess in the cards, I'm just so excited. Yeah, there's like a femme fatale spy. An international woman of mystery <laughs> slash cat burglaress. Like, why is she there? We don't know. We don't care. But she's amazing. Like, her primary role is to, like, wear this incredible jade dress and then kind of flirt before you find out she's an international woman of mystery and cat bur- burglaress. <laughs> and that's it. That's all she does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have Dr. Wells' assistant, Senorita Jones, who is so fucking cool. Senorita Jones, thank you, is the coolest, (laughs) the coolest fucking queen I've ever seen, ever on film. I love her. (laughs) She is such a great character. She's an incredible character for 1972. She's an incredible character for 1906 when this is supposed to take place. Yeah. Like, she gets to be funny. She gets to be feminist. Yeah! Uh, and it's just, she is a pure delight. She is, she is the, because the, the other women, the Countess, the International Woman of Mystery slash Cat Burglaress, they're like, you know, the sexy kind of ingenues, kind of, you know, whatever. And then... Miss Jones is like the modern woman and she's sly and she's smart and God, she's great. Tweed for days. Oh, and her, her hair that's like pulled back, but it's also at the same time, like a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> yeah. God, I love her. Yeah. She's rad. We have uh, a mad monk, Father Puhardoff. <laughs> he, this guy is straight up Rasputin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you have all these characters on board the choo-choo. Uh... <laughs> is the name of the train. <laughs> yeah, the choo-choo. Um, and the next thing you know, the Iceman thaweth. Uh, and he kills by making his eyes eye. He has one functioning eye that glows red. Next thing you know, you're bleeding out of all your head holes. Oh. Your eyes turn fully white. Uh, when they do an autopsy, they find that your brain has gone smooth. Uh, it's disconcerting to see a smooth brain in a person. I. This movie is really smart for being so fun and silly. Uh, and it, it knows exactly what it's doing, and it has, it's very intentional in what it's doing. I came to this watching this thinking, like, you know, at first I'm like, oh, are you, you're telling me this prehistoric ape monster man can pick a lock (laughs) and then the movie's like wait and watch the movie bitch (laughs) (laughs) so uh, they they do this autopsy it's super fucking cool the effects are so great uh just like you know rudimentary but also glorious and like that red orange blood paint so good very very hammer adjacent the 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 top of the skull cap comes off and then you see the smooth brain and i'm saying to my oh they don't know what a brain looks like <laughs> and the movie says wait and watch the movie bitch <laughs> it has a reason the smooth brain is disgusting i don't like it i don't like a regular brain either but at least that's what it's supposed to look like uh so yes it is it's very even knowing this movie when the creature is in his crate and he sticks his arm out and calmly like looks for something to pick the lock with and then in the, rather than being like a movie monster going like and like breaking out of the crate just smashing it to shit yeah he calmly picks the lock 
and it's very unnerving and weird this is like this is a hair for the most part i mean you see the face briefly and then for the most part you're just seeing this big beast arm but then it, it pulls the nail out from the the chest that it's trapped in and it bends it and then it takes it to the lock and it starts to pick it slowly with it and you're like what the fuck and so through their incredible scientific wisdom they figure out that the brain is smooth because this creature is pulling memories from its victims through the eyes. Duh. It's science. <laughs> and so that's why the creature can pick a lock, because he killed the thief yeah. on the train platform, and the thief knew how to pick locks. And I said, I'm not smarter than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, uh, what happens? Then they, eventually, they kill the creature. I was shocked. But then the police inspector who kills the creature ends up infected with the creature and becomes the creature and is the creature. And it is the thing. It, thank you. This is, it's, I'm like, okay, I'm watching it. I'm saying, wait, now it's body jumping? And then I realized this is the fucking thing. I mean, even all the way down to like, like, this is why, like, I literally thought this movie was going to be The Crate, but with like a ape man vampire or something that's just like sneaking into cabins and like drinking people's blood. <laughs> but then next thing I know, you have Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, like coming, instead of a blood test, they come up with a, they're, they're looking at people's eyes and like all the, and it's just wild. And I'm screaming to myself, this is the thing. How did I not see it from the beginning with the frozen specimen? Well, that's what's so interesting is it's like then that like to slowly piece this together and be like, oh, my God. So the ape dude wasn't even when it body jumps into the police inspector, you still don't quite. It's like maybe it was a magic ape. I don't know. You know, yeah. and then eventually. <laughs> How many times have we said that in search of a solution? <laughs> it could be a magic ape. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but when they are examining the when the creature's dead and they examine its eyeball, uh, they extract some eyeball fluid and it's really gross. Mm, oh. And then they put it under a microscope and they look and they can see images in the eye fluid. They see what the beast was seeing. And then it keeps like the picture gets, you know, further back and further back. It's like, oh, there's the police inspector that killed him. Oh my god, there's a dinosaur! <laughs> there's a pterodactyl! <laughs> yeah, and then it pulls back even farther, and there's an image of the Earth. And I love that, that it's 1906, and these people are like, that's what the Earth looks like? <laughs> cool! <laughs> and so then you realize that this is an alien life form. Yeah! That came and uh, inhabited the body of the, ma of the ape. The ape isn't magic, ape man. The ape was a MacGuffin. And it, I, 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 stupid me, my notes, when they first, you know, in the beginning of the movie, when, when Dr. Saxon or whatever, Alexander Saxon, Christopher Lee, finds the ape man, the frozen ape man, I wrote, ooh, Encino man. <laughs> I, I didn't write, ooh, the thing. Because this movie is full of twists and train twists and turns. Like, when you hear the whistling, and it's like it picked up a whistle from the baggage <gasps> man that it killed. Oh my god, I love that whistle. The herald of the ape monster alien <laughs> yeah. is the, the baggage man's whistle. And so they, they keep trying to trap it, and it, it really does also turn into a slasher movie for a bit, as the creature, yes. in whatever form it's in, picks people off one by one. And takes something from them. Or once it's in the police inspector, he's... You, you see him trying to figure out who he wants to be his next victim. Who has the knowledge that is going to help this creature get back home? Mm -hmm. So he sets his sight on an engineer who can, who know, whose mentor was someone who thought that rocket ships could be a thing and maybe we would go to outer space one day. And so he wants that knowledge, so he kills the engineer. And it's so cool. Like, it's, it's just such a unique, like, for something that is the thing, basically, like, this movie handles it so uniquely, and I just think it's so fucking rad. The the copying and learning is really cool. Like, I mean, that's the that's the brain bugs in Starship Troopers. 
<laughs> they drink your brain and then they get your knowledge. Unless Denise Richards cuts your proboscis off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so then there's the third act of the film where the train makes a brief stop at a station and <laughs> a small oh my God. platoon of Cossack soldiers comes on the train led by, of course, Telly Savalas. <laughs> Who's doing his Hey, I'm a Cossack, huh? <laughs> Whatever And I said to myself Is this activating something deep within me? <laughs> <laughs> he's a, somehow he's a sexy guy Somehow, right? Yeah I was afraid to commit the thought to, The very thought to paper But I was like There's something alluring about this beast <laughs> Of a person <laughs> as, as Cossack Captain Kazan like, I just love, he is in his own movie. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I he actually improvised a lot of the lines. Like, he really was oh, really? in his own movie. Uh, <laughs> because Cushing and Lee are so, like, by the book. And they know, they show up and they fucking know their lines. And, you know what I mean? Like, you can do 30 takes with them and it's going to be the same every time. Yep. And then Telly Savalas just did whatever he wanted. Like, apparently, it, when we're introduced to him, his character is lying under some furs with a woman. In, like, an oversized, like, baby pin. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> that the woman wasn't in the script. That was, like, just somebody who was there, and he was like, I don't want to be alone under here. Give me a lady. <laughs> and then you know that he's sensual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he comes on board the train and he's going to figure this all out and these peasants and he's just, it's just like, what is he saying? What is he doing? <laughs> Not attempting any kind of an accent, which I kind of love that it's just, it's pure like Brooklyn accent <laughs> in this Cossack captain in 1906. Yeah, why is he there? What What is his plan to sp- besides just to wage a terror and murder half the people on the train yeah yeah he's gonna solve the crime so eventually i love that the monk who has been crazy priest and then as soon as the monster is made real and the monk sees it he's like i will serve you i fucking love satan like yeah (laughs) (laughs) just like completely flips and i actually really love that that he just turns into this monster's renfield Yes, yes, what I I loved I loved that he absolutely was Renfield in that moment. But also like like looking back at Renfield and his queer origins, his lust for Dracula, maybe maybe little Mr. Rasputin Pojardov or whatever was also drawn to the insufferable appeal of Captain <laughs> Kazan. <laughs> And maybe this is a queer horror masterpiece. Who knows? Oh, I see. There we go. Well, Pride Month, see? We're just yeah. doing nothing but gay movies all month. Yeah, add the tag on Shudder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, I just, like, because if, at first he's like, are you going to kill me? Like, the, the father to the monster is like, are you going to kill me? And the monster's like, you don't have anything in your brain that I want. <laughs> you dumb monk. You dumb monk? Like, religion? <laughs> what? And then so the monster is just like, but I love you. (laughs) Satan rules. And so eventually when Telly Savalas and his cronies shoot the police inspector and everything, the creature is, or the the entity is forced to jump and it does inhabit the monk. Yes. Who gets away uh, and explains everything that, you know. Yeah, he came here a whole mess of years ago with all his friends, and somehow he got left behind. And he's been here ever since, but he knows the whole history of our planet and everything. But, you know, because he's a monster, he has to die. Yeah, (laughs) he must be conquered and destroyed. (laughs) Yeah, he literally just wants to go home. He only kills the people that he can use. To get back. To get home, yeah. Or to get, yeah, to, like, get out of this box that you're trapped in so kill the the thief and then you can get out of that and that will help you get back yeah and actually like his his appeal to christopher lee who to alexander saxon was really smart and really interesting where he's like i contain your entire world's history i could teach you so much and the the appeal that that poses to to alexander saxon as like a man of discovery and science or whatever there's an amazing sequence 
there's a couple of amazing sequences in this movie but i love when it's like you think that the cre- like the creature is in the monk now and you think he's cornered and the lights go out and he comes in and he just murders all of the cossacks yeah it's it's like he's his eyes are glowing red and everybody's like ah and bleeding from their head holes and their eyes are white and he's a big ah and he just wipes <laughs> He wipes them all out, including Telly Savalas. Unfortunately, Anthony cried. I did I, cry. I heard you cried. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, they're still trying to corner him and kill him. And then it turns into a fucking telekinetic zombie movie where he <gasps> resurrects the Cossacks with the power of his brain. And so there's all these white-eyed, blind zombies running around. Well, shuffling cool, around. I wrote cool eye zombies in my notes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just so lit. I love it's it. It's so cool. I love that he's just like, oh yeah, wait for this. It's so cool. I did not expect, I did not expect, once again, I thought this was Encino Man meets the crate. And then, yeah, and then we get Agatha Christie, and then we get Sexy Cossack Monster, and then we get Body Jumping, The Thing, and now fucking Zombies? And Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing? <laughs> Yeah, getting to be, uh, you know, partners instead of rivals. Yeah, and then on top of all of that, you have Miss Jones, and she's just, like, making fun of the men. <laughs> like, what? You have an international woman of mystery? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the monk ends up going up to the engine, and he's driving the train. High on cocaine. You know that song? Grateful Dead. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh and so everybody else is in the back and they detach the caboose. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I I I am just like so thrown off now by you throwing the Grateful Dead in there. <laughs> and now it is stuck in my head. Thank It'll you. be stuck in my head for the rest of the day, goddammit. Ah, cocaine. <laughs> so anyway. Um... <laughs> I learn something every day on this show. <laughs> Uh, so the train station further down has gotten word that they want to switch the tracks and destroy the train and kill everybody, but Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing have detached the caboose, so all the passengers are safe, but our poor alien goes over a cliff! (laughs) And the train explodes. Yep. The end. And really cool music plays. And then it says, Fin. (laughs) I love- this movie has- I mean, I would love them even if they were bad, but this movie has fantastic miniatures. Yeah. The only real train we see is the one in the station at the beginning. Everything else is a miniature. Um, And so this miniature train barreling through Siberia, like a wintry Siberia scape. It's great. I mean, you look at, I love Snowpiercer, but anytime you see that, it's just, oh, that's a CGI train. Mm Mm-hmm. Barreling through CGI snow. But this, you get the, the the glory of the miniature can never be overstated. And it look it really looks good, like, especially yeah. for 1972. Yeah. I mean, the set, too. I love that the, the, this is a train set that they filmed on. Uh, and I love that, like, like, the reason why the story is set, why this is a Horror Express, because they, they got the Campbell story that they based this off of. But then I think it was, was it the director or the producer had recently acquired a train set? <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like I, I don't know make something with a train so we can use this set i just got and it's great and apparently they they just really didn't have the budget and so they just had two car interior sets that they hmm. built and they would film in one and then tear down the other one while they were filming in one and then they would keep switching back and forth Oh, wow. For the sets, yeah. So they didn't have, like, a bunch of... So, like, all the interiors of all the different train cars, they didn't have. They only had two that they Oh, could. my God. So they just had to constantly... Or they... I'm they, sure they, you know, scheduled it, so film yeah, all of this. But, but, but I mean, yeah. there's, like, there's the cabin cars, and then there's the, the baggage car, and there's, like, the dining car, and there's mm-hmm. all these... Or, and, like, the countess's... Law, like car there's all these ornate sets like ornate because this is like 1906 decor as well wow that's so cool so i just i'm amazed that something with such a tiny budget and everything 
looks as good as it does and yeah. it's just really clever the plot is like the story is so clever you really don't know where it's gonna go it honestly like i, I mean keeps you guessing wicked effects i love people bleeding from their head holes god man i i have i have already gone to the, the cemetery out behind the manor to put flowers on miss jones uh grave i today. know i was my notes say love miss jones and i drew giant hearts around it and then the next note just says no <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. uh, i drew a smile a crying sad face but just that actor alice reinhardt as miss jones like she actually as much as much as i was so sad that she died um she plays it up the coolest yeah <laughs> and, like the way she's like she, quivering and then falling backwards in slow motion onto the floor almost like she's like arbogast going down the stairs but just being killed by psychic entity monster thing it's so cool yeah it looks like it's probably a really painful way to go yeah you're having your brain sucked out through your eyes through yeah. the air while <laughs> bleeding everywhere yeah it's like telekinetic ebola memory transfer i say no thank you this is smart yeah i love also that it's like this is 1906 science and so while i do think we were a little bit more advanced than they indicate in the movie they're like well the, the brain has wrinkles because that's where your memories are yeah yeah your memories etch wrinkles into your yeah. brain <laughs> you start smooth and they get wrinkled so I just, I, I think we already knew that that's not how it works in 1906, like reality. <laughs> but like for a movie that is set in 1906 and everything, I'm like, I'm on board with this science. Oh, it's so charming. Which is what this movie is. It's just charming. But that, I mean, but at the same time you have that 1906 science, but then you also have some digs at contemporary science of the, of the day, of the time that this movie was released. So, like, um, or response to science. So, like, uh, Christopher Lee is explaining this all and the, the development of humanity and this monster observing it or whatever. And the Countess says, I've heard of evolution. It's immoral. And he says, it's a fact and there's no morality in facts. And I said, thank you. <laughs> he clapped. I clapped. I stood up and I clapped. Well, I'm glad that uh, I finally got you to see it, and I'm glad you liked it, because I just, I really do love this movie. Oh, it's just a joy. It's just like, if I had seen this when I was eight or something, it would have just, I would have lost my fucking mind. Oh, could you imagine how terrifying, <laughs> too, like this would be for an eight-year-old? Like, Creature from the Black Lagoon almost ended me at that age, but this would have, oh, I would have died. Track of the Moon Beast. Mm. Horrified me. Mm, I've never seen it. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible, man. But for baby Stacy, you were like, no! Well, there's one scene, and I've watched it, and I'm like, oh, little Stacy. Like, the, the movie <laughs> is about, like, a piece of the moon breaks off and, like, hurdles towards the earth, and it hits this guy in the head. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and therefore, he periodically transforms into a lizard monster. Uh, and, you know, his, the help of his Indian friend. He has to figure this out, of course. A magic Indian? Man, well, of course, yeah, duh. Oh, yes. And so there's this one scene where a woman is alone in her house, and her husband is outside and drunk, and he's banging on the door, and he's like, let me in, let me in. And she's like, no, you're drunk. <laughs> and he gets attacked by the monster, and you just see blood come under the, like, under the crack in the door. <gasps> and that my brain went smooth again <laughs> like it was just if that scene was the most terrifying horrifying thing i've ever seen in my life and now to watch it it's like oh my this is like so terrible but i love that though yeah we've all everybody's that. got that one you know Oh yeah, for me it was the hand. It was the creature's hand, the silhouette of the creature's hand, or the shadow on the tent in Creature from the Black Lagoon, as you see it like <laughs> reaching for the tent. That just that image terrified me. But that's interesting, actually. But both of the things that we responded to were like what we were responding to then as children. What was scared us so much wasn't actually like any action, but it's the it's the 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 the, uh, the threat on the other side. Yeah, Ooh. look at that. 
It probably has to do with being gay. Yeah, yeah, it's all about coming out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do. Where this is on Shutter, you said I have the Blu-ray. Arrow put out a great Blu-ray of it. I can imagine. Actually, I think I do. I have it. I don't know. I have so many movies I haven't watched. Um, yeah, and I watched it on Shutter, so it's readily accessible on there, uh, and it, it looked just great. I'm sure it did. The first time I saw this was on one of those like. I don't know if it was a 50-pack or just, like, one of those Dollar Tree DVDs, but it was just, the picture was so terrible. Oh, yeah. And I didn't care. I loved it anyway. No, you gotta, um, you gotta see the nice version so you can get those rich browns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the, so then, like, I got the Blu-ray, and it's like, oh, my gosh. It's oh, yeah. amazing. The red really pops from the eyes, and oh, the eyes. aspect ratio is correct. And, you yeah. Know, so... So everybody, go watch this movie. You will not be disappointed. Absolutely. This is like, I think like when we, the past couple few years when we've compiled like, you know, our, our, well, you've even said this, I think, and when we've discussed these, but like the, hey, let's program a horror movie night. Or if you're having a Halloween party, here's what you can put on. Like the Horror Express is totally that kind of vibe. Just good timey, old timey, spooky, scary. You're, you're going to have a blast. Choo choo. <laughs> well, <laughs> Stacy, with all of that said, are you ready to um uh... Sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. We are back here on the block, here on Gaylords of Darkness. This is our question and answer game in which we write and compose and and push ourselves to the limit by uh, coming up with horror trivia categories that we then present to each other. And we choose from three categories which one we will answer. Once we are presented with our category, we are given five questions and we have ten seconds to answer each individual question Unless you call out, I want the wig. In which case, Miss Jones' uh, motorcycle helmet hair bun descends upon your head and makes you really cool. So cool that the heads they puts off chopping off your head for an additional 10 seconds just for that one question. Uh, if you get everything right, congrats. If you get anything wrong, you're done. And that's the chopping block. Well, last week we both died. We did. Yeah. This could be our um, grand... Uh, return redemption redemption i don't know who goes first i really I, don't. I believe that i asked you first last time you look at you what, I, I, you I, have so many brain wrinkles i'm not i'm too i'm not in <laughs> fact sure that that is correct i'm sure someone will correct me on the internet later and say i was wrong okay. <laughs> works for me let, let hit me me. That means oh. I present you three categories, one of which is new. Fabulous. I half-assed it this week. That's fine. I said only one. Only one is all I feel like doing. That is still five questions of thinking and research and, and fact-checking. So, uh, the new category this week is uh, called The Eyes Have It. Ew. Get it? <laughs> it's all about the uh, traumatic eye stuff in horror movies. Oh no! You know I am looking for the name of a movie in each answer. Uh, uh, returning category number one is I went to Juilliard for this. In this category, I talk about actors who have won an Oscar and then gone on to star in a shitty horror movie. Sometimes I want the name of the shitty horror movie. Sometimes I want the name of the actor. And category three <laughs> is multi-choice multi-stravaganza. And I think you don't like that title. And so this week... Because <laughs> I think last week you were like, ugh, or something. Like, I, I, and I, I don't blame you. It's gross. There's something about... The word molt stravaganza that I don't like. It's within the, it's the molt, molt stra, yeah. like it's, it's located right in there, in that valley. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, 
Anthony doesn't, I don't think Anthony likes hearing this. And so this category, I'll tell you right now, because this is already the third time. I think this category is only three weeks old. This is already the third time. This category is going to haunt you. Like a, like a paranormal pool vacuum. Yes, my favorite harbinger. Yeah, this category will haunt you. So your choices are the eyes have it. I went to Juilliard for this. And multi-choice multi-stravaganza in which I ask you a multi-choice question and you choose an answer. You present me with all the answers. Mm-hmm. And I choose the one that uh, I assume you choose... must be correct. <laughs> right, yes. So it's, you know, yeah. These are all great. And honestly, like, the, it's not that I dislike the term. It's just that it it it, fills... it sounds, there's something about it. Something in the act of listening <laughs> is the opposite of the bidet experience. Right. <laughs> like, it's the uncaressing stream. Right. So... Uh, but but that's it. It's a fantastic category, and I want to do it. However, I would have chosen that one. However, you came at me today with this eye thing, and famously, I get so upset by eye stuff in movies that I want to see if I can recall all the times I've been vastly uh, distraught. Mm. So I'm going to go with the eyes have it, please. Okay, I bet you'll get these. These are famous. Okay, number one. According to this movie, you won't need eyes to see in hell, so why not gouge them out? What? <laughs> I want the wig! Wait, what? You want I What? Why do people take their eyes out? Oh, that was just the thing I saw. What was that? No, that's in Stranger Things. Wait! Eyes... Gouge out and it's not, it's, it's not Hellraiser. Um, eyes in hell. In, um, eyes in hell. Oh, you're very dead. I, oh, I'm dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, eyes in hell. Wait. Where we're going, you won't need eyes to see. Where we're going, where we're going, you won't need eyes to see. Wait, I know that. They're going to hell. They're going to hell. He says that and he's gouged his own eyes out. Where we're going, you won't. Oh! event horizon yep i win i always forget that's like it's hell and not like space (laughs) oh my god i'm so embarrassed (laughs) maybe it was a bad question like no it wasn't oh all right that's what happens it's true maybe i was a a bad not answer (laughs) i think you're missing a wrinkle you know what? This is this is uh, the excitement of the chopping block. Because we never know, like much like Horror Express, where there are twists and turns and you, you don't know what's coming next, so goes the chopping block. <laughs> and and yet I still experience shame, like both on behalf <laughs> both on behalf of like my my own self and then like everyone listening that will message me and say I'm dumb. <laughs> and then also like embarrassment and shame for you having spent time, you know? Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride, a gay is dead. <laughs> Stacy Jane Ponder. I have uh, wiped clean the chopping block with my psychic essence. Because there's all the images of toilets and bidets. Yeah, I have sprayed a stream across. <laughs> well, not me personally, but I have access to a stream that I have employed to clean office blocks. So please place your head, and I shall present to you uh, two new categories Whoa. and one returning category. Wow, wow, wow. So your returning category is from last week. It's They, Them, Their House, which are trivia questions all about horror movies with house in the title. It's not necessarily like, you know, you don't have to guess movie. Well, I describe the movie, you tell me the name of the movie. It has house in the title. How's that? Okay. Your second new your new category, number one, new category, is the H word. And this is one of those classic ones we we haven't done in a while. The H word in which you have 50 seconds or 60 if you call out for the wig to name five horror films with 
horror in the title, a la Horror Express. Oh dear. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, for that one, are we doing sequels? No. Are we doing remakes? Eh, I'll allow it. And your second new category is PC and CL Forever, which is all about Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing Aww. and their films both together and apart. I mean, they had like 24 films, so I could show chosen a lot, but then I, there were other questions I wanted to throw in there. When you said together forever, I assumed it would just all be the movies they were together in, but... You would think... Again! The traffic Log is full of twists and turns! You get... Uh, choo-choo, baby! That's right! <laughs> Your categories are... They, them, their house. The H-word. Or PC and CL forever. And also sometimes apart, parentheses. <sighs> I feel like I have to do the H word because already my brain, again, like all my wrinkles have disappeared. <laughs> and it's probably one of those where there's 10,000 movies and I'm not going to be able to think of any. So or, or I say. exactly five. Who knows? Uh, so I'm going to face my fears <gasps> and do it. Okay. And remember, you can call on oh, for the wig. I'm sweating. This is how it starts. Instantly. This is a noble effort. I mean, even you haven't even started yet, but this is a noble um, putting oneself out, putting thyself out there. Okay. I can't wait. Okay, so remember, you have a wig. You can do this in 60 seconds. You only have to name five. You can include remakes. Are you ready? Okay. All right. (laughs) Yes. Five titles with the word horror in it in... Uh, starting now. Okay, I want the wig. Yep. Um, horror, horror. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. Horror, the horror. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the Amityville horror. Ding, ding, ding. So the remake. Ding, ding, ding. Um, horror high. Return to horror high. Ding, ding, ding. Horror high. Horror in the High Desert! Ding, 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 ding! Horror. Horror, horror Express. Five. Horror. The Horror. Oh my god. Horror! You still have time. Dr. Terror. Dr. Terror. House of Horrors? Dr. Terror. Hold on! I'm on! Um, uh, no! Vault of Horror? Yes! Ding, 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 ding! You did that with like nine seconds to go, Stacy. <sighs> Stacy, I have, I am but a dead apparition speaking before you with but two brain wrinkles, and you have, you have done all of your elders and ancestors proud on this Pride Month <laughs> by your recitation of horror trivia. <laughs> You're a winner, baby. You're alive. <sighs> I need a bidet for my whole body. You know, and judges... This is a shower, I guess. Technically, you won this even before the 50-second point, because, yes, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors is also one of these films. So you named six. I'm like, I feel like a noodle. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you often? (laughs) Often I do feel like a noodle. Well done. Well, I mean, very well done. That's a hard one, because there's really not... It feels like there's a lot, but there's, like, in, in terms of immediate memory, there's not a lot. Like, I would have said Amityville Horror and then probably died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also would have accepted Horror of Dracula. Oh, yeah! Which we talked shit about in last famously in the last episode. Yeah. We also would have expect, in, ex, uh, accepted the Dunwich Horror. Oh, yep. Uh, the last horror film. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Horror of Frankenstein, a.k.a. the very first film starring Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing together. Yep. Or, well, Hammer film. Or Horror Stories, the great Korean film. Oh, I don't Why didn't I think of that one? Well, I mean, you've still won, so. <laughs> you, you, you'd still name six movies. Technically, well, five movies and one remake, but what very Why well is done. it so hard to think of? It's, that, it's always, that's, I don't know. <laughs> you look Uh-oh. at that giant labrys right there in the corner you had that hanging over your head <laughs> i know but these you would think that these would be easy like 50 60 seconds sounds like such a long time it's only five movies it's but not. the brain just goes 
blank. It's it, it it's exactly what it does. It's not easy. And yeah. I want all of you listening to know it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Uh well, that's it for this episode. <laughs> You should just stop right there. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Tosses Tallis. Yeah. Um, you know, you can find all of uh, things about us <laughs> on our <laughs> website, <laughs> gaylordsofdarkness.com. We'll link you up with all of our social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll be back next week, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll be back next week, the same week that Initiation of Sarah is out on Blu-ray through Arrow. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, so, uh, wow, we're going to, we'll pull a Faculty of Horror and tell you what we're going to do next time. <gasps> Are we really? We're going to, next week, we're going to do the Initiation of Sarah. Because here's the thing, we have, fam- we've already done an episode on this movie, but there is so much that we didn't talk about in that first episode on this that we just, that just honestly went over our gay heads somehow. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. Serious, like, knowing how much the gay lords make everything gay regardless like like horror express or toast like the fact that we didn't do that with initiation of sarah is bonkers so we're are, to celebrate this release we're doing a whole new episode all about it um just in time for you all to see shelly winters in her red knitted shawl in 4k or whatever <laughs> the way it was always meant to be seen so uh you know we'll so, so put that in your brain wrinkle mm-hmm And uh, we'll see you then. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh Oh my my god! Tune in next time for more Gaylord!